to another episode of the Heat Ratio Sports Podcast, episode 103. I'm your host, Tony Cotillo, joined by Mike Mataraki and Coach Dave Dixon and Mr. John Coker, who has been very uh, vocal lately. I, I, you know, I, I ran into a couple of people that said to me, who's that new guy you got on this show? And I was like, the guy's been there for 102 episodes? Is that the guy we're talking about? So he has finally awoken. So welcome, John. We're here. We're here. We're here. <laughs> I... I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's the Steel City that he's been uh, pounding for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> for two years, it's Iron City. I two get, years. I always get it wrong. Yeah. I consistently get it wrong. That's okay, though. Three rivers. That's all right. Three you, you, rivers you, urine. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, Three rivers I, I, urine. You're not Tony, too far you, off. You know what it is, right? What is it? I came to take his spot, so he whipped it out and showed us how big it was. Damn. Well, his opinion. Look, hey, you, you mess up my beer, and I always mess up your bowling dude. Uh, oh, what, Pete Weber. What, yeah, Bill Weber. How do you not? <laughs> Bill, come on, man. Hey, listen, Pete Weber can't hold a candle to Earl Anthony. Ah, oh, you got that right. Oh, or Walter Ray. Sir Anthony Domingo. These guys don't even know what I'm talking about or you're talking about. Look, John doesn't know. Uh, Walter, no, Walter Ray. Didn't and he anyone that's Kennedy? listening doesn't know either. Yes, so they do. Let's yes, move. Yes, they do. Rolling. So, pitchers and catchers. We got to start with baseball. Yeah, I know there's a lot of topics out there. We'll touch on everything, but baseball, pitchers, and catchers. I think the biggest thing, and we're going to get the Phillies, and we'll see what we talk about with the rotation because I have a little spin on it myself that maybe you guys probably aren't going to agree with, but that's okay because <laughs> nobody normally does. we got to talk about these rule changes in baseball, and one specific one, and obviously it's proposed, and it wouldn't go into effect in 2022, but the postseason play rule, which – I think tra- I don't know if you guys seen Trevor Bauer specifically go on Twitter and the, the call Lynch it, job. Yeah, he called Commissioner an idiot. Basically, doesn't know what he's <laughs> talking about, which is classic. Basically, what they want to do is they want to make it a little more competitive, right? In a nutshell, I'll read you exactly what it is, and then you guys tell me what you think. It says Major League Baseball is seriously weighing a move from five to seven playoff teams in each league beginning in 2022. In this concept, the team with the best record in each league would receive a bye Stupid. to avoid the wild card round Stupid. and go directly to the division series. Stupid. I like it. The two other division winners and wild card with the next best record would each host all three games in a best of three wild card round. Absolutely love it, in my opinion. So the bottom three wild cards would have no first round home games. Then the division winner with the second best record in the league would then get the first pick of its opponent from those lower three wild cards than the other division winner would pick, leaving the last two wild cards to play each other. Under the proposed format, securing the best record in the American National League would guarantee that a team of first-round buy and presumably further motivate them to remain competitive through the course of the year. I love the three-game series. Three I'm game actually series. all in favor of getting more teams in the Major League Baseball uh, playoffs. I, I agree with that, too. But if I was working in this framing, so to speak, because there's there's certain elements of this that I do like. I'd have eight eight teams from each league. Six, no, we're at 16. So that there would be no buys, but I would have that first round, that best of three, be one plays eight, two plays seven, three plays six, four plays five in a three-game series all at the home stadium I, I, the of home the stadium. higher seat. There's, there's elements to it that I like, but some of this stuff is just like when they're talking about the reality TV show and – you have your pick of opponents, and I'm like, well, that's stupid. I mean, either way, I applaud that's them for trying. That's fair. all. I'm going to say reach. that at least. You it's know? a reach. What do you I mean, mean, pick your opponent. At least do so. You get to pick who you want to play. That's what it says right here. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you get to pick who you want to play. 
I don't like that part either. No? Right. I like the three-game series part. Nah. I like having more baseball. The baseball uh, purists are going to yes. say playoff baseball. That's why we play the regular season is to just get to that point. So playoff baseball is so exciting for me personally. So if you're going to tell me we get to get more playoff baseball. But then you're going to have people to say, ain't the season long enough? Well, like, that, that, yeah. well, I agree with the season is too long. But well, does we're one, talking does about playoff baseball Does get here. watered down? Well, if I was you, just going to ask that. If you have eight teams in each league. Or maybe we wipe out 16 games for 16 teams. Just talking about this format here, I do not like that you get to pick your opponent. That makes no sense to me. That's never been done in any type of playoff. Well, that's why they're changing it, Dave. No, don't change it. That's it's like the price is right. We're playing Plinko. Price is wrong, Bob. Great <laughs> reference. I am completely opposite of you, Dave. A few times. Okay. One of the few. Look, it, yeah, me and Dave don't always see eye to eye. Right. Look, I know. It's it, awesome. it, Dave's joking. <laughs> yeah. You all right, dude? Yeah. yeah. What's the problem yeah, I, now? Did I miss that day? Did no, I, you're well, reeling the head, but he's, he's rolling with it. God, John, I'm sorry. I'm so distracted. I'll cut that out. Look, that, no, but really what fun. Dave said was, look, you're letting in a bunch of teams that, look, this is such a long season. You have teams that for a month out of the year, two months out of the year, they might be the top of, the, of their division. It's just such a long season. Now, all of a sudden, you're opening this up to teams that just might be streaking at the end. If you have a bye or if you get through, I believe that these superior teams that have done it for 162 games should be able to pick what is the best matchup for them. If you're opening it up to those extra teams, that's all. I don't like it if you keep the same format with the same number of teams going, and I'm not saying that. But I feel, you know what, if you're going to open it up to this, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. There's a lot of professional, I mean, NBA is ridiculous letting in eight teams you know, into the playoffs from each. So is hockey. Right, hockey is too. Hockey's the same Hockey's way. Play, hockey playoffs is at least a quarter of the season. Yeah, I mean, they only have, what, 17 games left right. now? You look at, I mean, what, and 29 I don't games, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't have it in front of me, but, I mean, NFL playoffs is three weeks out of 16. 16 regular seasons. Well, let me, let me pose something to you guys, though, real quick, because you have – Eight teams in each conference that make it in in basketball. Eight teams in each conference that make it in hockey. What is it? Six teams in each league that make it in baseball right now. Yep, because of the wild card. And six teams that make it in each league in football. But baseball plays 162 games. Shouldn't the length of the season be worth more because there are so many more games? Oh yeah, absolutely. And and that's Without where a doubt. that's where I think especially NFL is kind of, I think NFL's in the middle. Baseball's two to one side, but I think NBA and hockey, you're letting eight teams in from each conference. It's ridiculous. The teams that sneak in in them seven and eight seeds are turds. Like, they, you shouldn't even be in the playoffs. Like, are you serious? Turds. You know what, though? But I, all, I, I, I mean, like once again, I, we we know all every sport is a business. They're turds. They're not turds. I guess like they that, are. You're, you're making this – this is becoming almost like tournament style. Yes. Yeah. And, and in my opinion, I'm okay with that. I like that. I, mean, I like I, that. I do, too. Because, you know what? Those turd teams, like, the, like teams. the Oakland Athletics that get in every year. The TTs. Or, or – or, the Minnesota Twins, they're the turds I've figured that you're talking about in a lot of cases. They sometimes win a playoff series or they'll win a wild card game. Baseball's exciting because of that. You can't lay down. You have to play the game. I agree with you, but the fact of the matter is if you play 500 ball for five months out of the year 
and then all of a sudden, the last month out of the season, you start you streaking because you made a trade and you get hot. Or what? Right, and that's what that's that's what this expanded playoffs is going to be. Now there's teams that are, oh, dude, I'll definitely get in the playoffs. All I got to do is land a number two, and now I can p- compete with the big boys. So take a step back and read through the lines here of what they're trying to do. They're trying to generate everything that you're talking about because they want more people watching. Who is the best? You can't tell me that a team that plays good for five months out of the year and starts streaking. Dude, they got you got September call-ups. You got, like, studs in the minors that you're going to call up for a month or two, it's going to push you over the edge. I'm just saying that you play five months out of the year and it takes away from what you did over the season and it focuses too much on that thing. Major League Baseball playoffs come down to three pitchers. It doesn't matter how deep you are. If you got three aces and you have a good bullpen, you make the trades that you need to, Late in the game. season, so I'm I, just saying, I I don't like it. I have, I have a proposal for you guys. Because, okay. I, I mean, I, I'm a baseball junkie. I have thought about this for a long time. So my proposal is do away with the one-game wild-card deal. Fine. So you have six teams. From, I, I from, do hate that, by the way. Yes. I do, too. So you have six teams from each league that make the playoffs, okay? Okay. One and two get a bye. So you have three plays six, four plays five in a three-game series. You can do it all at one stadium, or you could split it up and do two at one stadium, one at the stadium of the the lower-ranked team, whatever the case may be. But come out of there with two winners, and then you have one play, the lowest remaining seed, two play, next lowest remaining seed, in a five-game series. You split it up three and two, however you want to do it, whether it's, you know, three-two or two-two-one, whatever the case may be. But you don't play a seven-game series... Until the league championship series. Ho- didn't hockey used to do it like that when we were it kids, was, it Mike? It was similar. They had five-game series when we were younger. The first, and, re- the first round was yeah. five games, similar yeah. to what the NBA does, yeah. actually. I, lo- I, I agree with that. I like it. I love it. Lo- oh, you love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, John. I love <laughs> it. I, mean, I, I, just, I don't care if round two, Mike, seven. For, Mike Matarak for commissioner? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Couldn't hurt. And who's Rob Manfred? Get him the hell out of there anyway. I don't care if round two is five or seven games. Like, that's really irrelevant. But when them wild card teams are rolling out their ace and a half right. and trying to compete round after round after huh. round. Well, either way, you, you talked about, a, you know, having a three-man rotation. So yeah. that brings me into the Phillies rotation. And it brings us in, obviously, listen, get it. We always wanted another pitcher. We didn't get another pitcher, right? We didn't get Zach Wheeler? Well, well, no, we got Zach Wheeler, but everybody wanted another pitcher. Uh, I got you. Yeah, so we, we definitely got Zach. But here's my spin on a rotation, and I want to see what you guys think. I think everybody's undervaluing the, the, the pitching coach change. I really do. I think Brian Price is a very, very, very good pitching coach. I'm looking at this. So you go Nola Wheeler, Arietta's going to be your number three. And I'm looking at, and I don't know if he's going to start, but I'm, I swear by May, Spencer Howard's going to be your five or your four. And you throw Eflin in. So I'm looking at a rotation. Am I kidding myself by saying, can they give me plus two, each of them? Can they get, Can this pitching coach and this team give me two more wins from each pitcher? Because in my opinion, if I can get two more wins from each pitcher, that's 10 wins. That's different from an 80 to a 90-game season. I think it's possible, as crazy as it is. Listen, Spencer Howard has been pushed through this minor league system. This kid's the real deal. He is. Never know what's going to happen when he comes up. I get it. 
But what infuriates me is you mentioned, Dave, about the, the playoff team sneaking in Oakland Athletics. Every year, the Oakland A's bring up a pitcher that shouldn't be in the majors in, in the Phillies' mind because he's not seasoned. He didn't go through the system. But he produces. You go back as far as Brett Anderson and Rich Harden. You know, these guys, they, they consistently came up. Joe Blanton, Kentucky Joe. I mean, they just threw him out there and they produced. So am I fooling myself to think that this team can get 10 more wins out of that pitch and save as constructed right now? No, you're being optimistic, which is the – Great yes. thing about the beginning of every season. Is yes. two wins that much more, though? Yes. Do you think two the, wins with per the names pitcher. that you just said? Yes. Well, but, going, but the years that they but, had, but, right? Well, you got to watch. You got to look at watch what you say when you say wins. Okay, like wins. There is so much that goes into uh, wins. I, I get it. I mean, you could look at a pitcher. I don't care. I mean, look at Jacob Degrom. He, he may be the best pitcher in Major League Baseball, and he comes out with 14 wins a year. That's because the rest of his team sucks. Yeah, or bullpen, or the yeah, – I mean, there's a lot – I'm just – my point is there's a lot of factors that go into wins, so you can't just automatically say the pitcher's pitching better – Equals okay, I'll give you that. Two, I'll, give, I'll give you that. That's a good point. But I don't think this team is as bad as people are saying they no. are. What is it? Petco. What is Yo, it? Did there, you see that? There's 77 a, wins? 77 that's, wins. That's insane. For I'm sorry. Yes. Give me For that money. Phillies, I, I'll, what, put, I'll put my uh, house what, on it's that. It's not Petco. What is it? What's it, the, it is uh, it, uh, baseball prospectus. It's like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So where are you at with right? that number? Over, if we had a pay oh, over and under. Over all day. All day. Day. You do realize the team, the two teams. Fourth. Fourth in our yeah, division. They, they said fourth in division. Fourth. 77 wins. Garbage. So what we're going to say, you know Dave, who's not? You realize what? The Nationals. Okay. And the Braves. Okay. Are still ahead of us. Yes. And go back to, go back to your pitching philosophy. Name me the three Nationals start, in the one, two, and three, and name me the Braves, and then compare them to the Phillies. How do we sit? I get that. Why? Sure, Strasburg we're, we're, and Corbin. I'm saying we're three Who, or four in our division. Yeah, dude. The, no, the Braves are going to have a major regression this year. In Whoa. Is that Who, the Coker value system standing up no, right now? It, I like look, it. Look, Acuna's a star. Freeman's good. Like They got some players there. Once again, exactly what I said about the Phillies. Their pitching staff is not where it needs to be. Phillies will be above the Braves. You're not buying into Cole Hamels and Max no. Freed? So that would leave us third in the division. Or he's second. All, all I'm saying is the Braves will not be ahead of the Phillies at the end. I'm, listen, and this is again, you might not agree with this. The Phillies have the best lineup in the National League East. They have the best lineup in the National League East. No. Tell me why not. Braves. Well, why is the Braves? Nah, uh, put it this way. Uh, it, well, you, you could discuss uh, honestly, it. Yeah. Go, go, Let's we'll go position by position. Okay. Okay. Obviously, catchers the Phillies. Uh, no doubt. First base, I'm taking Freeman over Hoskins. Okay, but it could be a wash. No, no, no it could. Freeman it could be. No, it couldn't. It's Freeman. Wait a minute. Freeman. What did Freeman hit last year? Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, He's whoa, whoa. He's a 300 hitter, career uh, probably. I'm not worried about the average, right? Well, I'm not worried about the average. I'm talking about. Listen, I'm talking about home run numbers right now, for where Reese is going to hit in our lineup. So how many home runs did Freddie Freeman have last year? Uh, he was over 30. Okay, so Freeman uh, or Hoskins can't hit over 30. Well, so I'll, I'll give you that. Go ahead. I'll, I'll give you Freeman. Okay. okay. Second base. Some combination of Scotty Jetpacks, who looks like Scotty Jet. Did you see? I was going to say, did you see him? He looks so, like Cena on yeah. the field. So some combination wow. of, of Kingery and Segura versus Ozzy Albies. I'll, I'll take, take Albies. I'll take Albies all day. Shortstop, Gregorius versus Dansby Swanson. Swanson's a stud. 
but it's probably a wash. It's probably a wash if Didi is Who the hits old Didi. better though, Mike? Oh, it's Swanson. Right. So third base, you have the other side Alex of the of Boom. The, of the Kingery. Is it going to be Boom? No, you have the other side of the Kingery Segura. Segura, thing. whoever. For a while until Bohm is ready right. versus whoever the Braves wind up playing there because obviously Josh Donaldson's gone. So you give that one to the Phillies. Go around the outfield. Left field, you have McCutcheon versus Okunia. Well, Okunia that, all day long. That's Okunia. Right. So center field, you have anybody the Braves want to put out there versus Hazley. I, I'll it's give It's the you Braves. That. And then right field, you have Harper beating Marquecas. So you're basically looking at five for the Braves, three for the Phillies, and a wash. Yeah, see, see I, I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't see it that way. I, I don't listen to me. I, I, I want our Phillies to do well. I'm very optimistic about the Phillies. I, and I'm seriously, that, I'm I am too. Are. But if I really just, am. But if you look yeah. at it position by position, it's tough. Right, no. it is. They didn't do enough. In my opinion, they, they have they have ability to do things. They didn't do enough. But how much more do they need to do? Rotation. That's my opinion. That's it. I'm not worried well, who about Who are they the going to go get? Are they going to pick somebody off the freaking tree somewhere and throw them in the rotation? <laughs> well, they went I, out and I got I, mean, I don't understand. They got Zach Wheeler before any other starting pitcher signed him. Right, but they're not, they weren't well, going to get Garrett Cole. It was a pipe dream. I don't That's care. a point he wasn't coming here anyway. I you could have backed up a Brinks truck. Garrett Cole was not coming here. So who else were you going to get? I'm fine if they grab someone in late July to be the number two. I mean, I don't know who's coming up for free agent next year. I don't care if it's a freaking rental. I'm f- I love Zach Wheeler as a three. If you get so Nola, if you get Nola and get that trade deadline, give me a number two, whoever it is. I love it. How and many, and I, I don't care what you say. Here's what I'm not getting. Oh, hold on, before you go there, go Tom, ahead, because I'm going to blow a blood I'm, vessel right now. I'm just gonna I'm gonna piggyback on on John's point for a second here, but I want to come back and revisit what you were what you had brought up earlier. I do think the Brian Price factor is is real. It is a oh, real I, thing. I, I do. But I, I think, fully believe that. I think where you're going to see it is going to be in Eflin, Pavetta, Ranger Suarez, and eventually Spencer Howard. I think, I think where he's really going to pay dividends is going to be with these young pitchers yes. who have shown flashes but haven't gotten over the hump. I could I could get down with that. Yep. Is he going to be is he going to be able to do anything with Nola and Wheeler? I think those guys they are what they are. I think the wild card in the whole scenario is Arietta. If he's healthy and he performs, it could completely flip the script. If he's not, then it's a problem. And and we've all talked about this, you know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago where Vince Velasquez to me is their closer. And if he's not, then Girardi really needs to just reassess what he's thinking right now. Yeah. Here, here's the other thing that I'm going to be interested in watching is how well these pitchers pitch now without the analytical factor involved. Um, that that was such a complaint for them for the last two years under Kapler. Uh, so uh, that that part to me is going to be very, very interesting. I'm hopeful with you, Tony. I, I, you know, I enjoy this time of year because anything can happen. Uh, baseball. Is, well, that's the thing. Anything can happen. You know, um, an injury, an injury here to Washington, and you know they're a different team. We stay healthy and things go our way in the beginning of the year. It really, you can't win the. What, what's the old saying in baseball? You can't win the pennant in April, but you can surely lose it. Yep. 
You know, that's going to be exciting. And I think having Girardi in play there with this young team, that's going to be a huge start for them. The first month. Agree completely. And, and, and he's, going to, he's going to teach them to get fired up and play the game early. And, and I'm excited. I'm excited to see Girardi. So, you know. here, this is, this is what, what, what I'm getting at, though, okay? I look at Zach Wheeler, and I'm going to eat my words here because Tobias Harris has made me eat my words this year because <laughs> – when 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 we re, when we maxed out Tobias Harris, to me, I said, okay, you know what? I can see him being our Bradley Beal. And what I meant by that was, you know, Bradley Beal was always that yeah, that tweener, that nineteen to twenty game score or twenty point per game score, but knew that once he he took that next step, he was now that twenty four to twenty six point score. So I thought that would be Tobias. I look at Wheeler, who's won eleven, twelve games respectively the last two years, and. To tell me that he can't win four more on a good team, you guys just told me the Mets suck. And you just told me that DeGrom is pitching for a bad team. So, Snack Wheeler was on that team. So, if he can get 12 wins with the Mets, he can't get 15 or 16 a year? And if he does, that's not number two worthy? No, it is. Of course it is. It is, but name the next three pitchers in play that you're, you're talking about two or four more wins. It's number two worthy as long as you're not going up against a playoff team that you don't know guy. that, though, John. You don't know that. Listen, did you ever think in the playoffs in, in 2008 that our rotation, that Joe Blanton, Brett Myers, you always are you bring freaking back kidding that me? Same team. <laughs> yes, it has oh, happened. Fat Joe, it has Come happened. On, man. It has absolutely happened. I'm okay. not saying it's impossible. It's not a pipe dream here. What, uh, no, it's not a pipe dream. It's a 25% chancer. But not because every that does team not has had three every pitchers. freaking year. But go back, and we're going to do this next week. Not every team go has back had three years. Yeah, pitchers. go back 10 years. They have it, John. Because that's a different game of baseball You're 10 living years in this Glavin Avery day, I'm, dude. No, you it's, are. Oh, my God. Oh dude. Not right. everybody has four lockdown who, who starters. Won, who won the World Series last year? I have no idea. The How's Washington that? Nationals. And they had Scherzer and Stroudsburg and Corbin. Okay, who won, who won the year before that? The Astros. We don't talk about that. I don't care, but who were their top three? Okay, Verlander. But here we. Drink, but that's I, my I, whole I, point. I understand. So you could say whatever you want. That is my whole point. But you just that went is two years, bro. Go back ten or fifteen. Ten or fifteen and is the not Phillies the were way. One of them. Ten or fifteen years the ago. Phillies were that's one why of them. home runs are at an all-time high now. But why? Not ten or fifteen but years why, ago. Listen, I know you hate this, but why did the Phillies win in two thousand and eight? How were they able to do that? They Offense. hit the shit out of the ball. Offense. Right. Offense. Did they need three studs at the pitcher rotation? You're no. right. They, they didn't three, need it. They, they didn't need it ten years ago. You're right. 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 You're, you're, you're asking Boom. their yeah. bullpen, right? Dave, their bullpen. Dave, Once again, Dave, repeat, and what did I say about that, Dave. bridge the lidge? I get it. Yeah. Madsen, Lidge, Romero, they Scott Air. They needed they had five a innings of a out of their starters. Uh, yeah. But it still J.C. Romero came in the seventh. Madsen came in the eighth, and Lidge came in in the ninth. I just my my point I'm is not saying not, it's not going to happen. But I told you when you started on the two plus wins, I said there's a lot more that goes into the uh, wins. I get it. So that's where the Jamie Moore and Joe Blanton and all those knuckleheads that pitched well. <laughs> Poor pitched, Joe pitched he well. He wasn't even recognized as the fifth ace. Pitched, now you're calling him a knucklehead. Pitched well. But well, bottom line is they had a bridge. Can I put a different spin on this? Sure. I'm in. Maybe you shouldn't be looking at the pitchers, so to speak, but perhaps the manager. Because uh, you you know my theory on this. 
A bad manager can lose you 10 games a year that you should win, but a good manager will win you at least five games that you should lose. So if you take that five-game differential right there between Gabe and Girardi, now your pitchers only need to win you one more game apiece instead of two to three. So that's the stuff I'm interested to see. I brought up a couple minutes ago about the analytical stuff with with, – Kapler and right. the pitching staff. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, speak into the mic, please. And, uh, and, Dave and, just got all fired up. He's like, yeah, that, that. Yeah. So, well, his mic is sideways. This is this is it's what's going to get me excited about watching to see Girardi and the new pitching coach and and see how these kids, Carissa Thompson, oh boy, oh and see how they can play together. And get rid of the analytical stuff. They'll use it for. They'll use it well, for. Yeah. Use yeah. that between games. Yeah. Or, or in your prep. Yeah. But it, to me, Girardi in game is an eye guy. Yeah. He, he's an eye test guy. He knows. He knows how to manage a game. He's a. He, he doesn't need to go to the three ring binder, the trapper keeper, and flip to the green folder yeah. to figure out offense, and then the red folder to figure out pitching, this and the true. yellow folder to figure out defense. It's, this look, is true. It, it's really he, he knows baseball. It's really yes. simple. It's about managing people. Yeah. I mean, in reality. But I will say one of the things, like out of Girardi's press conference and everything that he had, the two things that I took out of it. Look, he wants to give guys rest early which makes sense so that you're doing the long run. So you got to have depth, number one. And they get an extra guy this year, right? Maybe you get an extra guy on the bench. I believe so. 25 yeah. to 26, 20, 26 right? yeah. So that's a good thing. Yep. And, look, he said, hypothetically, Bryce Harper doesn't run out of play, doesn't run out of ground ball. I'm going to bench him. Oh, that's that's and, his M.O., man. I, no, I know. but I love my, it. Don't my, worry about that I, don't, I don't disagree. But now here, there, and then here's the difference between Gabe and Girardi, because Girardi can do that with what with his resume. Dude, yeah, could you're you right. you're could right. you imagine if Gabe Kapler tried? Like there is no way in in hell I'm going out there. I'm, I'm dropping the four. Do it. In hell. Do no it. way in hell that like he will get chastised. Like, dude, he. There's no way Gabe Kapler could ever do that. Girardi does it. You look at him. He's a good coach. He, he knows what he's doing with the system. Well, and the players are going to respond. Well, you know but why, Gabe though. Kapler. Girardi got one of these. Yeah, but. It, Girardi but got a ring. He does have a ring, but it's also the person. Like, it, it, you know. Fair. It, it fair. is completely the person Very and how fair. you run it. It's not a one-time thing. It's not what you do. I mean, there's a lot of in-game things. And what you said about a coach winning games and losing games, absolutely. But there's also something to be said, players responding to a coach, what they do in one game versus no, you know their, their complete demeanor. Spot so. on. So, Tony, I know you want to move on, but my prediction for you, Yes. Spencer Howard will not see the field in Philadelphia this year. Not at all? They will give him a full season between AA and AAA to, to get this whole thing squared away. Velocity's there. Command is still an issue. Once he gets the command down, he's a top-of-the-rotation guy. So Write it down. So, He'll be up in August. I say May. So no, May, August. No way, May. The, the only way he comes up before September is if they have injuries. Well, so who's I said your five? August. So that means Pavetta's part of the rotation. Yes. Oh, it's well. I will tell you my 
my four right out of the gate is Nola Wheeler, Arietta, and Eflin. You're not putting Lariano in there, are you? No, no, no. As a, as my, a... my five, though, if this is a lot of people are. The five becomes a battle between Pavetta, Liriano, and Ranger Suarez. Well, they always had big, big hype of Ranger Suarez. He just kind of didn't really pan out. I think first I, year up. I feel like they brought him up too soon. Yeah, he did. He looked lost. Using him out of the bullpen though last year, there were times last year when he was just straight up lights out out of the pen. I don't necessarily know that I would move him out of those spots. Right. But Joe loves him and wants to try to stretch him out. So hey, man, that's all that see. matters. That's all that matters. Absolutely. But, you know, listen, baseball's here, obviously, and I'm a big national pastime guy. I I love the crack of the bat, and I think it starts – when it fills up, March 28th? 27th, 28th, something like that. Yeah, so, I mean, actually – It's early. And the weather's been – it's been baseball weather, except for the ground saturated. March is when it snowed four times. Dude, pitchers and catchers reported where we have an inch of snow all year here in Philly. Well, no, that's that that number is, is jaded because I'll tell you we had like twelve because of the oh, three God. inches that was supposed to be on the grass that melted that kind of counts. No, oh, they, I don't. That's count. all. Oh, I hear officially you. it's seven tenths of an inch. Yeah, there you yeah. go. That was from Cecily yesterday. That's what. She if said. you don't have to pull out the shovel, it don't count. Shovel. Yeah. Sweep that shit away. Uh, yeah, yep. exactly. Snow blow. Get the blower up. Speaking of brooms, yep. yes. Uh, oh, jeez. Are we talking about? I that? don't even want to talk. Are, about are we going to go with that that we broom theory it, thing? But again? I don't want to talk. Are we about talking about the broom theory? Whop whop whop. No, I wasn't. Th- I wasn't saying anything. Oh, okay. I, was, I thought we were going to elaborate on something there. No, I have nothing to say. Okay, good. My brooms I, are so. That's for your, my brooms are so busted up; they don't stand on. I don't anything. think I have a broom. Not the last time I used a broom. Does anybody use a broom anymore? Yeah, apparently I do. Uh, listen, man, you know, some people I remember growing up down in the city, they remember, I mean, sweeping the curb, man. Oh, yeah. Right? I, I mean, everybody was out there sweeping that curb. Get get, get all those leaves and those weeds out, man. Yeah, definitely. Now I, I'm a suburb guy, so I have a leaf blower. Let's <laughs> do the right thing. You know? Mookie, get yeah. a broom gonna... <laughs> and sweep out front. I, I never seen do the right thing. Oh, my God. You never saw No, nah, I know oh. it's a Spike Lee classic, but it's not my movie. Wow, really? I'm surprised yeah, by that. Yeah, I'm. I'm. A, I'm a big. Nah, not, not, it never dawned on me to watch it. I was. You, into the, you always do the wrong thing. That's why. See, <laughs> that wasn't right, John. That's right. Speaking of wrong things, I gotta. We gotta swing topics here. Uh, mid mid cycle. We we're doing actually good. I I gotta say we're like. John said he wanted to spend ten minutes, but we're like fifteen. Well, I we each, always but we're good. We go so oh the whole point of ten minutes was to go fifteen. Yeah, minutes. so we got we, we try to get four segments in, and that gives us sixty. So we're good. So now we're gonna swing over a little NBA because listen, it it's we're gonna talk about the Sixers in a minute, and you know we'll get to all that. But this is we're called approaching All Star Weekend, which I I don't know about you guys, but was one of the most joyous occasions for me growing up as a teenager. Was All Star Weekend? Oh, I could not. I I couldn't wait for All Star Weekend. The slam dunk contest, the three point shootout, the All Star game. I mean, it was yeah. You know, obviously, I mean, the the Jordan Dominique years was probably. I I was really young for that, but you know, I I, I made a living as you know as you know as they got a little older. When you know you seen the you know the, the Cedric Sabalas and the Isaiah Riders, right? Yeah, uh, was, Jr. Rider, right? So I, I can't yeah. I can't reference the very first NBA slam dunk contest where. Dr. J got hosed by Larry Nance. Uh, uh, Larry Nance is a beast. 
He was 6'10". Yeah, but he still was a Julius beast. was doing that shit at 6'4 and a half. Listen, I will say one thing. Before we talk about it, you know who the contestants are this year, I will say one thing. I swear the best dunk contest. You can't go against Neek and Jordan. I get that. So that just gets thrown in a bag, and that stays forever. Yeah, that's... Right? That's, that's his legendary. That's number one right? with a bullet. Yeah. You don't but, touch that one. But the, the Aaron Gordon-Zach Levine dunk contest a couple years ago awesome. was epic. This year, I'm actually pretty excited. I think this year is going to be a really... Really exciting dunk contest. Aaron Gordon's back in it. Jones Jr. can dunk, and he can jump. He's a local boy, too. Uh, so I, I, I'll i give you a quarter if you can pronounce whoever the other guy is. I don't know. Pat Connaughton? Yeah, there you go. Dwight Howard. What, is he going to whip out the cake? Is he Burkane. I look at this right now, and I, I'm going to say Derek Jones Jr. wins this. I like Aaron Gordon, but I think Derek Jones Jr. can jump out of the park. I mean, this kid is unbelievable. So I have a feeling if he can land his dunks, he's going to be good. I thought the interesting point was, if you look at the three-point shootout, Zach Levine's in the three-point shootout, but he's not in the dunk contest, which I thought was kind of comical. Do you see a Trey Young-Lillard finals in that? Uh, that would be awesome. I just don't know. I just don't know if Trey Young is a good set shooter. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. some of these guys, and that was always the adjustment for a lot of these guys. That's that's why. That's why. Remember Craig Hodges? Man, he was electric. With do you, the three point do you contest. remember the year though that it was it? Craig Hodges won the uh, three point contest, and the next year he was a free agent. Yes. And they had him come back and defend his crown in like a generic what? No like, team. NBA that's like too funny. I don't uniform. remember that. You don't remember that? It was, it yeah. was like a generic NBA All Star uniform. That's crazy. Because he was a free agent. And he wound up placing like second or third in the three point contest that year, having not played the whole first half of the year. That's too yeah. funny, man. You talk about some of the three point guys in that era, right? That's the Glenn Rice, Robert Ory, Craig Elo, Mark Price. Dude, I'll right? tell you what, you I, start used, I cats. used to love the dunk contest. Loved it. Then, like, they the changed more, it up. It's just everything. Like, I, me personally, I enjoy watching the three point contest. Way more than a dunk contest. One hundred percent agree with that. They're going to have a rack like behind the top of the key. So you not only are you going to have the the five rack in front of the top of the key, now you're going to have one like five feet behind it. It's going to be like all money ball. So what I understand, you could put it either there or diagonal, each player wherever they want it. They're, they're trying to put their own positive spin on it. Obviously, there's been a lot of turmoil with the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. I was at the game. I was literally sitting two rows from the floor, and I watched Joel basically tell the fans, shut the F up, and 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 and. I'll tell you what. I mean, I was right there, and the fans were going ballistic. Ballistic. They were not happy. So, for all the people that call in WIP, call the fanatic, and say, you know, fans are making a big deal out of nothing. It's ridiculous. I, you know, I disagree. You're a bunch of boneheads. Listen, the reason why you're at that stadium, the reason why you pay your money, Okay, the reason why Joel is paid his money is because we do pay that money. And for us to sit behind him for years and him to do that because he's an immature little bitch, okay, I have a problem with that. I, I, I sincerely have a problem with that. So, Tone, tell us how you really feel. I do. You know, it, 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 it annoys the hell out of me because we watched the guy in this town, Allen Iverson, who for, for years did whatever he wanted to do off the court. But the thing that made the separation between AI and Joel Embiid, when he showed up at the game, it was all business. He 100%, you never had to question his effort, ever, 
And Joel, if you flick him, he cries. If you don't do, you know, he can, like, come on, dude. You know, I said this, but, you know, be a man, you know, pull your big boy pants on and, and, and understand that you need to be mature to get through this, this game. You're going to go through cycles, right? Well, last week you asked all of us to describe the 76ers in one yes. word. Yeah, and my word was immature, and I know John, had, John, yep. John, and Dave both had pretty accurate descriptions of the situation as well. I don't, I, I still don't know why this surprises anyone. No, I don't think it's it, it's surprising. It's disappointing. No, what, what what surprised me go. is the fan reaction. Now, what surprised me is all the fan dude get off his jock. He does not care about you. Mm-hmm. All these people. Oh, I love Joe. Oh, these guys. Do you think he gives a shit about you, Johnny that lives in mommy's basement that bought a ticket to sit in the mezzanine level? All of a sudden, he cares about you? Stop! He well, doesn't. This is, this is that's exactly, the problem. Yeah, this is exactly. You're exactly right, I, and I hate to say it, but it's like the millennial behavior that's yes. out there. These kids and 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 these young players believe they're owed something, and he hasn't won squat around here. Nothing. You know, we he said all the right things. It was like a marketing thing yeah he said all the right things when he was hurt and he did all the right things and he played us up with with how he talked and he and he sold us a bill of goods which is evident but well, how much how much shane you, falco how much do you he has guys no heart well how much do you oh, guys believe in this deep. theory though that he needs to be a troll or an asshole or whatever to motivate himself I think it's ridiculous. There's not if you can't motivate yourself in the NBA to work on your deficiencies, to work on your game, to work on your with your teammates. There's nothing like he does not have the work ethic. Period. Agree. No, yeah, and he, and, and and he doesn't. And he listen after six or seven years, if he doesn't have it now, he's never going to have it. No, and he'll right? skate. He'll skate by on his talent. He'll skate by on his charisma, and. I just that's annoys me that people and are I'll bet playing you, into I will, it. That's what look, bothers it, me. It, Shouldn't it, 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 kills, it kills me to say this. I don't think Joel Embiid will ever win an NBA championship. You could be right. And, could be right. I, I look, and that has nothing to do with being on this. But, I yeah, mean. I get it. What's your opinion? Do you see him win? I'm not talking about the Sixers team. I'm not talking about Brett Brown. I'm talking purely Joel Embiid with what he does. Do you see him winning a championship? Here's what I will say. You do not win in the NBA, in the modern-day NBA, when your center is your best overall player. It just doesn't happen. So if you go, if this is Joel's team and just Joel, no, I do not see him winning a championship. Here's my problem with Joel. His style of play, basically, it's a given that he's going to get hurt every year. Every year, he's going to miss 10 to 15 games. He comes into the season completely jacked. He gets hurt. Yeah, he did. And he comes back looking like with an ass like Rick Mahorn. I didn't get it. Like, how do you get hurt and you miss 10, 12, 15 Rick games? And, and all of your offseason conditioning goes to shit. I would actually go ask by Derek Coleman. Uh, fine, especially when it's an upper body injury. DC. Like, you hurt your hand. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. Get your ass on a bike. Yes. Run some sprints. Doesn't what did he to. do? He went to freaking Shake Shack. Chick-fil-A. Well, doesn't, doesn't it seem a little odd that Jimmy Butler likes Joel Embiid instead of Ben Simmons? I think that's BS, too. I actually think Jimmy's trying to get into Joel's head and just stir the pot. 
Jimmy wants nothing to do with either of them. But, right. He left here. Yeah. He left here. Like, and, and here's my point to that. Isn't it obvious, at least it's obvious to me, that Ben Simmons is not Allen Iverson, but his work ethic on the court when, the, when, the, when the tip is off, he's working his rear end off. I, I won't, he's up I, and yeah, down the court. I, I agree. He plays defense. He's on the floor. I mean, diving on the floor. He's got to be one of the, in, in the best shape in the NBA. I mean, honestly. He'll finish top three for defensive player of the year, yeah, too. Definitely. Right, and we talked Without about that doubt. earlier in a couple earlier episodes. So, it's it's odd to me that Jimmy Butler is kind of on the side of Joel Embiid, who is nothing like Jimmy Butler. He doesn't put the extra time in. He doesn't work on the little things that Jimmy does. He's not in the gym 4 or 5 o'clock a.m. In, in the mornings doing things. Jimmy Butler does these things. Ben Simmons... The, does those things. Joel Embiid does not. Well, but you just answered your own question. Who's weaker mentally, Joel or Ben? Whose head can Jimmy Butler get into more easily? Well, well, I I think it comes down, I mean, to me, I mean, I don't care. Every A lot of, a lot of listeners have corporate jobs or whatever. You want to work with someone that compliments you and you want to work with someone that you get along with. And those are the two things that I think that's why Jimmy Butler is not with Simmons and he's with Embiid. Yeah. Well, well, I, I mean, you, what I, you want to hang out? You want to work with people that are more like you. You you want to be around people that are more what they don't. You work with you want to work yes, with but people if I don't get along like with or, it, or but compliment if, you, but I mean, but if my game on the court doesn't compliment me or the or the guy that I'm playing with is not doing what I want, and I'm a proven, I mean, I'm clutch. I'm, I'm sorry. Butler is what's missing from this team, his leadership and all these things. He didn't want to come here, all right? Plain and simple. Oh, yeah, I, I agree with he that. He didn't want to come come here. And what I'm saying is I think him with Embiid, and Embiid, yes, he has a more pushover personality. He's not as headstrong. But I think that on the court, I think Butler could get more out of him. And I just, I mean, Butler and Simmons just butted heads, personally and on the court, I believe. Either way, this team has to find a way to get past this factor. This team is definitely talented enough to make a serious playoff run. It's up to them. It it's is. It's completely yes. up to the kids. You got to want to play the game. With the talent, there is no question they could win a championship. This so, year. so that's my no so, question. So they made two they they made two moves at the deadline, right? And with one team, okay, they traded for Alex Burks and Glenn Robinson the third, two guys that were flourishing on a bad team in Golden State, right? Two guys that listen, they were having career years up to that point because there is nobody in Golden State right now to do anything, right? Well, it's because literally, right? literally everyone on the Golden State yeah. roster gets 20 minutes a night. Yeah, so, I mean, these these cats were doing well. So, But, you know, what I want to ask you guys is, listen, there was no big move to make. For all the people out there, oh, we're going to – there's no – listen, we don't have the assets. We traded our assets, right, to get the team that we have right now. Right, so that was we made a deal with the devil. We had all the assets. We gave them away to get them what we have now. So I actually thought this was a really good deal from Elton to be able to pull this kind of thing off because I think you get a you you, you get a gut rid of a guy like James Ennis who, you know, James Ennis. Listen, you, you you did okay. You did your job while you were here, but 
you know, we need it more of a score and more speed, and I think that's what these guys give you. So do you guys think these moves are going to, I'm not going to say take us to the next level, right, but actually put us in a better spot to succeed as we get into the playoffs? Yeah, absolutely. I do. I, I, I like the moves. I like not pulling the trigger on making a big deal. I don't think they need to. And I think Brett Brown and the rest of the team was owed not making a move, a big splash like they didn't do. So you got rid of Ennis because you were able to get rid of Ennis because now you have Thibel is that defensive guy and can shoot a random three every now and then. These two guys bring scoring off the bench. What was What were we most deficient at? Uh, you know, how many wins do the Sixers have right now? They're 31. 32. At the All-Star break, that's pretty good. They're one below they're they're they're, on, they're one below the pace that they had last year at this time. And so with all the mess, they're still winning games. 30 30 win team at the All-Star break is pretty good. But you're right, but the only thing I would say to that is, you know, I was down there at the Bulls game the other night and listen, Furkan Korkmaz has just been electric the last 10 games he's he's finding a groove uh you know he's finding himself confidence and and they're feeding on the ball i mean mm-hmm. he's playing with so much confidence right now which you love to see but my point is we played an inferior bulls team that had a hurt zach levine and everybody else and al horford scored zero points right zach levine scored i i think zach levine scored 31 25 i forget what it was but Korkmaz scored 31. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, and I listen, I get that they beat the Clippers. I understand that. but And I, I know I'm going back a game before, but I'm saying that because without a 32 or a 31-point effort from Korkmaz, we lose against the Bulls. Actually, 30, right? 30, 33. They're going into the break 33-21. Okay. So I think that's one game back from last year, right? So, yeah, you're right, Dave. It, it's not bad, but my, my issue is I think this team is better than it was last year. In my opinion, and I do. Well, I, I you look at you look at Joel Embiid's numbers. You want to you want to point the finger. You look at his numbers from last year to this year, and they're like seven points different. His rebounds are lower. But why is that? I, you, I know you why. Tell, you tell me, Al Horford. I, in Al my Orford's opinion, yeah, I, I do. I think because you're, you're, he, his game, Joel doesn't understand how to adjust his game, right? So. You have him and Al Horford on the court at the same time until this Clippers game where they decided, you know what, we're going to get Al Horford off the bench, which we've kind of been asking for for weeks now because we knew that that adjustment, you need more space on the court. And it was getting clogged up, and they, they couldn't play together. I think that's why his scoring's down, because of Al Horford. Well, you, you asked about the trade. And to me, if you want to give me Alec Burks – and Glenn Robinson the third, and I have to essentially give up from my roster. Right. James Ennis and Trey Burke, that's a win every day. Absolutely. It's a, it's a win every day. Absolutely. Now, if you referring to the Clippers game that you're talking about, you pull Horford out of the starting lineup, you put Cork Mottis in. You now have Horford coming off the bench with Burks, Robinson. Cork Moss. Oh, no, you put Cork and uh, Richardson. Thibel and Richardson. Well, Richardson, I mean, he's still starting at the two. Right. right? So. Well, he hasn't been because he's been hurt. Right. Right. But, I mean, I, I think long term the plan is to get him back into sure. the yeah, starting he actually, lineup. Well, so, well, you have Shake too. And she, Well, but here's the thing. 
I have no problem bumping Shake and Mike Scott down a few pegs on the bench. You know, moving the direction that they're moving. Right. I uh, to to me, I think the the biggest piece of this is just going to be how quickly can Brett get them uh, to gel the way he's going to need him to to get through the playoffs. And if we're, I mean, if we're waiting on Brett, we might have problems because. We've heard that thing every single year. Yeah, but you we know what? We need time. We need time. We need time. I'll tell you what. That new blood might be just what they need because those guys might not give a crap and just go in and do their game because look, they got traded. It wasn't. They didn't go there as a free agent. And 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 they're and they're on the last year of a deal, so they're playing for money. They're going in or get me off the bench. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do what I do. Well, you that's know? what the Sixers needed. We needed. Yeah points off the bench and yep. those two can score to who listen we need in order to win we need Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons to find a way to coexist and be the players that they need to be that's simple as that can, can I ask you all a question we keep saying Ben Simmons in this mix what hasn't Ben Simmons no done? I no I I completely agree with you I, I know you you know you're right I I th- listen this has nothing to do with Ben I just being the two superstars, or the two stars, I should say, because they're not superstars yet, but the two stars on this team, just to coexist. Yes, this yeah. Ben Simmons, it, I, I'm I'm on the Ben Simmons. The only train. thing that he doesn't do for this team is shoot jumpers. And you know what? If he getting it of rock, if he's getting it shooting ten shots from the from the charity line every night, and he's shooting 75 percent, screw the jumper, dude. That's all you need to do. That's it. So I'm good with that. They, you're, you're, you guys are absolutely. I, I am. One hundred percent good with that. This and, and this, this all has to do with Joe, and this uh, it does. It, it has to do with Joe adjusting his game, and it also has to do with Brett Brown adjusting an offense around two players that obviously are hard to work together. So let me ask you guys a question. A couple weeks ago, I said to you guys, every one of you, who would you rather? Yep. Gun to your head, you have to trade one of them. Who are you trading? The, I, does your answer change at all? I'm trading Joe nine times out of nine. Nine times out of nine? nine like that? Nine times out of nine. Nine out of nine. Every time, I'm trading Joe. Yeah. It was Joe then, it's Joe now. Uh, I'm I'm there. And I'm sticking with Jimmy Butler. <laughs> send, send, Jimmy Butler. Send Embiid over to Miami and watch him win the championship. Wow. You, you, you said you were going to trade Ben Simmons. Yes, which is why I'm saying Miami will win a championship if Butler gets Embiid to come down to Miami. So what, what you're saying is Embiid is the winner. Yes, I yes. I will tell you if you put Wait, well, Mike if you put Joel me, uh, Embiid, Tony, I don't know why you're if you laughing. Put, if you Mike put Joel Embiid, Embiid in you South Beach, no, 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 I want to no, know that no. theory. If you what put jo- if you put Joel Embiid in South Beach, he will be out of the league in three years. But wait a minute, because he will be fat. Drunk I'm still sticking and have 27 with. Kids. I, do, I, do, I do not think <laughs> the Sixers team <laughs> will gel because I look. Even the analysts, everybody says, look, it, it's very difficult to rate Ben Simmons' game. You look at the when you go in Statcast or whatever they call it in the NBA, he rates out terrible. He rates out terrible that their defense is better when he's not on the court. I see the eye test tells you differently. I'm telling you, there's something about about Ben Simmons' game that I, 
He's, he's one of the top. He's in the top five defender in the NBA right now. I don't disagree with you. I'm telling I, I didn't you. Make it up. It's, it's uh, yeah, I understand. And I was just reading through why there's a bunch of metrics that say that he is not a top defender in the league because of the way it plays out. Listen, you can spell it and say it however you want it. You want to trade Ben Simmons the last time we had this conversation. That's all I'm saying. That's and exactly what I'm. Butler to no. I Joe Allen beat the Miami. I'm no, I'm saying Jimmy is right that Joel Embiid is the guy I want, not Ben Simmons. You you're misinterpreting what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I still want Embiid. That's why Jimmy wants Embiid, and that's what I think if Embiid went to Miami with Jimmy, I think he would win a if championship. If you give me back Embiid if, is the guy that I want. If you give me I back Bam out of bio, you can have Joel Embiid. I don't well, that's why we're here doing this podcast. Can Joel? Can, I want Joel, not Ben Simmons. Can period. Joel play football? I don't even know where that's coming from. Because <laughs> we're moving on to football. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> but now, segue. Li- I'm yeah, sticking li- with Joel. Listen, that's good. I-, I spent too much time on Joel and the shush thing. All I know is I need him to grow up, be a player, and let's win a damn trophy. That's all I need to say. We all, all agree. Right? right. Absolutely. I think that's what we can all agree on. So, I want to talk a little NFL before we get out of here. And, obviously, there's there's a bunch of topics we can hit on. And the Eagles have made, you know, all different kinds of coaching changes. But the, the, the main thing I want to ask is this whole zero offensive coordinator theory. No, not zero running back theory from fantasy football. We're talking zero coordinator theory, which, obviously, you're stealing it from the San Francisco 49ers. And, you know, we, we, we know how they operate. And I, I guess they've operated like this all along. But – my thing is, you know, was what I, I want to ask you guys is, was this the way we were operating when Reich was here? Yes, absolutely. So so are we saying that Reich was not calling plays? Correct. I think that's wrong. Doug has called his own plays from day one. I think he's called right. his scripted plays. I agree with that. So he's called, he's called every play? Doug calls his own plays. Uh, it's pretty uh, widely known. I, he calls I, his own plays. I agree with these. Two. Doug has an advisor, so you can call whatever you want in title. He has an advisor. Now, I will I will say this about your Reich question. He gave Frank Reich a lot more leash to create the game plans than he did Mike Grow. Yes. I wonder why. Yes. Well, uh, clearly. But <laughs> and then you wonder why he don't go in the OC. It's like, the, forget the offen- it. The offensive coordinator in this offense is basically someone who is there to devise the game plan. But why did they go through the interviews? Like, in my opinion is, or, or my, my, my thought process here is, so you bring a guy like Jim Caldwell in for an interview. So are you already in your mindset? You're basically the interview going, hey, Jim, just so you know, you're not going to call any of the plays. You're coming here basically to be an advisor. Is yeah. that how the interview went? Has well, to. Yeah, you has have to be to. honest with him. Yeah, right? and, and well, it's the same thing. That you take Jim Caldwell, take Graham Harrell from USC. Right. What he's looking for is creative minds. Yeah. Guys well, that can put in a game plan that's not going to get stale, that's going to exploit the defense, that isn't going to be the same old, same old for the Eagles. So that's why Harrell said, I'll go back to USC. Because he wants to call the plays. I can right. see and, that. And you know that walking in the Eagles' office for this interview, you know that Doug Peterson calls the plays. Everybody knows that. Not everybody. Did, but well, this is they this should. Is, this is why the Rich Scarangello hiring is so underrated, though. Because 
He was. Able I love that last name. By Scarangello. the way, Scarangelo. Oh yeah, fine Irish name. Yeah, I love it. He was able to basically absorb and digest the fact that he's not going to call the plays, but he's going to be able to help Deuce Staley, Jeff Stoutland, and <clears throat> who am I? Press Taylor. Press Taylor. He's going to be able to help them devise the game plan and install the offense week over week. And he's going to be able to help continue to develop the Eagles quarterbacks. And if you look at what he did in Denver this year, their offense was completely stagnant when Flacco was in there changing plays at the line of scrimmage every goddamn series. As soon as they went to Drew Locke, and Locke ran the plays that Scarangelo was calling, that Denver offense took off. It did. He knows what he's doing. Very underrated signing. I like it. Give me something to get excited about. But to that same <laughs> But we need though, some freaking players, too. All these people now that are saying they should go sign Flacco as the backup. Uh, yeah, no, no, absolutely no, not. No. Because him and Scarangelo are like oil and water. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to see Joe anyway. I definitely don't want to see Joe. So... You know, I, obviously, the biggest news about the Eagles is the coaches because actually, I really like the defensive hire, the de- defensive backs coach, the Manuel from uh, from Atlanta. I think he could really prove dividends. So we don't know what's going to go on with Malcolm Jenkins. Obviously, we, we you know, we, I think we were all consensus that we need Malcolm on this team. But you know, the more I read and the more I dive into this, it almost seems like Malcolm looks like he may not be back. So if that is the case. You know, can we recover from, in my opinion, our defensive leader with a bunch of young corners that are sitting out there? I mean, you know, somebody, I, I don't know where this came from, but somebody was talking about maybe like a guy like Avante Maddox could become the defensive leader. I don't, I don't know why. I mean, second-year guy, he could barely stay on the field. I like his game and all, but he's not on that level yet. So I really think this is, you know, it's an integral part of the offseason to make sure that you re-sign Malcolm Jenkins, but... If they don't, I mean, is it? it am I wrong to think like this? Are we doomed? I know. I, I, I get. I'm not saying we're doomed, but I think that's a big deal. It's definitely a big deal. It's you're, a it's a huge deal, but you're never doomed when a safety walks. You're just not. Well, Malcolm's not just a safety on this team. Malcolm calls your plays. He's the he's the catalyst on the defense. It's a quarterback. He, he he's he does more than just play D back. Um, that would be a huge loss. He he. He's that leader. Fletcher Cox isn't the vocal leader no. on that team. And Nigel Bradham isn't the vocal leader. He's gone. Right. So, Malcolm is a big deal. Wait, wait. Who's gone? Bradham's a free agent. Nigel Bradham. Are you sure? Yeah. I thought they just extended him last Two year. Two years, but it was essentially only a one-year deal. Oh. Yeah. So, they're going to be looking for linebacker. Look, I, th- I think we could all agree. Leader is the key word here. It's not necessary. It's, it's the leadership. True. Well, he doesn't come off the field. I get it. He Every play, and and he hasn't for years. But 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 it brings you back to the Dawkins situation. Absolutely, it does. right? I mean, what you happened? Don't make that mistake right? twice. What what happened? I mean, to say we can listen, I know we can move on, but guess what? We didn't move on too well for a couple of years. That dude was still playing a Pro Bowl level. No, it, it, even if you bring in a rookie that can play well, it, it's not the same. Com- yeah, it's not the same as what Malcolm. He's been there, done that type of thing. And that's the leader that you need on defense, especially on a defense run by Jim Schwartz, who sucks. <laughs> well, it I, always comes back to Schwartz and Coach Day. I, I agree it's about the leadership, but I will say sometimes 
guys won't step up into the leadership role when there's a leader there. So the question is, look, every team has a leader, whether they're successful or not. Malcolm leaves, who is going to be the leader? Somebody got to step up. So that's an interesting point. So they talked about that being an issue with Carson not taking over the locker room because a guy like Jenkins is there. Well, guess what? There's an offensive leader and there's a defensive True. leader. Yep. And then that's how football teams work. That's That's been since football's been invented. Malcolm, there is – if you told me there was somebody that we were um, – bringing up under grooming. his wing, grooming, thank you. They're not. There hasn't been because they haven't drafted well enough no. in order to do that. So that's why you're forced to bring back Malcolm Jenkins. Well, I, look, I agree. There, There's a large chunk of it that, I mean, obviously we're talking about NFL football and it's, it's about performance. But there are players that their leadership abilities and getting guys to believe in them. Not only do they help other people, they also, that also brings them up. It's about taking it to another level. It's taking it from JV to varsity. So that there's I nothing like that. to say that a you know that Samuel can't do it. Well, he hasn't done it. He has not performed. He's still a young guy. Or oh, not? not oh, I'm, I'm saying I, I agree with you. They have a lot of young guys. A lot shown potential. Yes. So the question is, can one of them and will one of them step up, not only into the leadership role vocally, that comes easy when you perform on the field. So you need one of them to step up. But I'll tell you what, these guys, when you have a leader there, it, I mean, it's like National Geographic. There's the, there's the guy, there's the king of the jungle. There is the leader of the pack. Well, yeah. but, but, but in, until that guy goes down like you don't step over your boundaries but you're talking I'm about you, you guys are talking about the leadership point though and i would tell you that if they if they let malcolm walk they absolutely bring bradham back it's got to be one or the other if they let bradham go he is a 5.3 million dollar dead cap hit yeah so it's got to be and i understand it kind of comes down to the two of them in terms of where are they going to spend the money? But I feel like there's there's no way they go into this season without one of them being there. Yeah, I, and, I agree. It, it's going to be Malcolm. If, if you're telling Malcolm or Brown, it's going to be Malcolm. Yeah, I agree with that as yeah, well. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't see how happening. But one thing I want to touch on before we get out of here is, and I, I think it's pretty interesting because obviously with us, I love the, the year that we see Miles Sanders have, and I, I, I can't wait for the future. That he's going to bring to the running back position, but we're you know remember when you know Todd Gurley signed his big deal and David Johnson signed his big deal and you know right and I John, and Le'Veon Bell and held Le'Veon out Bell, right but but now we're talking about David Johnson's getting released Todd Gurley they're trying to trade so and the reason why I say that I drafted David right? Johnson number uh, five overall let me in tell a fantasy you draft last year. Well, you know what? He was supposed to come back and have a good uh, – everybody thought he was going to have a great year. You know, he always with Kyler Murray under, you know, Clingsbury, different offense, but it just didn't happen. So why are they being released? So, First of all, David Johnson, because they're, they're falling in love with the Drake. It's the Kenyon yeah. Drake era. It's the Drake. It's the Seinfeld, the Drake. Do you like the Drake? So, no, Kenyon Drake, Chase Edmonds. Right, they're uh, they're they're signing themselves 
listen, we're not gonna we're not gonna pay fifty four million dollars for David Johnson when we have the two younger guys right here. But the reason why I bring it up is because there's a guy who's a free agent in Derrick Henry. So Derrick Henry, and the reason why I say that, I'm not saying he's going to sign somewhere else, but what I'm saying is what can Derrick Henry expect when we come to money because we see what's going on in the NFL. Right. Well, and it's a fair question, but I would, would look at all of you guys and say, look at Tennessee's culture and scheme. And I'm, I swear to God I am not quoting Chip Kelly when I say that. <laughs> but what does Tennessee do with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback? They run the ball when they play defense. They're not letting Derrick Henry get out of there at all. It, it, it's not that they're letting him get out. But no, it's uh, what's, what, what are, are his offers? Yes. What are his offers? That's what I'm and curious what are they going to gonna pay they, him? They will, they will just pay him more than whatever his best offer is. Yeah, but they're, they're not going to go girly on him. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, they're his, not going to go. If girly his agent on wants him. to go girly, what do they do? The entire running I don't back know if that class. Happens it's just again. like a new term. We're, we're going to we go. go yeah. I like that. Go girly. Yeah. John, I like that. Go girly. The entire. The, I'm telling you, the the entire running back free agent class, not just this year, but for the la- for the next like two to three years, has lost a lot of leverage because of what happened uh, over the past. Without year. a doubt, what happened to Todd Gurley? The reason why these guys aren't being talked about staying is because they're not healthy. No, you're right. And that pay, that money to Todd Gurley, that might not happen. For You might not see that. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I don't think we'll ever see that again. All right. I, I, well, and you, you mentioned Derrick Henry, who will likely be re-signed by the Titans at, right. at, at not a ridiculous amount, but you know what will happen is Melvin Gordon's going to become oh, a free agent. I forgot about Melvin Gordon. And he is going to get uh, I don't even know what he's going to do. Are they going to go Gurley on him? Yeah. <laughs> They already did. I mean, are they he, going girly? He held out. Eckler blew up. They're getting rid of Rivers. They have no interest in Gordon. So what Yo. does Gur- what does Gordon look like now? Tampa Bay the- Buccaneers. No, Melvin Gordon, baby. NFL running backs. is Winston gone? Oh, 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 Gordon, Gordon. Yeah, after the were- top five NFL running backs are a dime a dozen. You're right, and it's showing that yeah. the shelf life used to be five years. Now it's showing it's like three. Three is their average. It's crazy. The next one that gets girly money, in my opinion, will be Saquon. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that. That's fair. Yeah. It's absolutely fair. Definitely. No doubt about it. On that note. I'm going to go. That, okay, no, John, let me go out on a limb. Yeah. The next, go out on a limb. The next running back that gets girly Chris money Samuels? is not in the NFL <laughs> right now. <laughs> now you all think so? Oh, God. It ain't going to happen for that long. Well, if it's not Saquon, it'll be Christian McCaffrey. I was just going to say C-Mac. There is no way C-Mac gets that money. Oh, have you seen this dude? He's living under a rock. Wait, I, I can tell no, you why. I love, I, seen I, no, I can tell you why he will. Because at some point they're going to draft another running back to take his place, but they're not going to cut him. They're going to move him to wide receiver. He's going to be uh, Julian Edelman. I can see that he will be one of the few players in NFL history that winds up becoming a multiple time pro, All Pro or Pro Bowler or whatever at two a different multiple. positions because he will finish his career at wide receiver. I think I think the I NFL, like NFL has learned their their lesson for the next five years that you don't pay running backs guaranteed money, large contracts. Because I'll tell you what, there's three, four of them that fizzled out this year. Zero RB. And the whole thing on McCaffrey, 
The whole thing on McCaffrey from the get-go was his size and, and durability. And you know what? Before we go to the next guy that's going to prove that they should never pay him was Zeke Elliott. So, you know what? Up yours, Jerry Jones. Yep. Hey, up yours. I that's agree. what happens, okay? I agree. And you know what? If, Gerald? Right, right, exactly. And you know what? Gerald Jones. If I was Dak Prescott, I would never sign with the Cowboys. Because you know what? And I, it goes against everything I believe in. But you know what? Dak deserved to get paid before Zeke. And that was a slap in his face. And now they're holding out. You know what? I hope he goes somewhere. Else. They're going to get Brady. Oh, no. Uh, Brady or Rivers? Nope. Rivers, Rivers, old man Rivers. Rivers is going to no. go to the Colts. You you like that? Rivers yeah. to the Colts? I don't like that pick. I got I got Rivers to it, Miami. It may happen, Dave. Oh, I, don't like I have from... Rivers to Miami, but they're going to draft Tua. Yeah, and, I, I, and, I, I think they River, are draft Rivers Tua. is going to be the one-year, like, holding spot while Tua gets healthy. I could see you that. You think Rivers is wants Rivers... to go to Miami and not win? He wants to win. Do you think Rivers is going to sign? He's got twenty-seven kids. He wants to get paid. (laughs) He'll get paid by the Colts. I don't think Rivers is signing a one-year contract. I don't think so either. I think he's he's he wants to go to a three-year three-year deal wherever it is. Somebody on the cusp that needs a quarterback. Indy. On that note, I don't need a quarterback because we got Carson Wentz. So on that note, thanks for everybody tuning in. We went a little over this time, but that's okay. We had a great conversation. Again, follow us at the Heat Ratio on Twitter. Give us a review. Give us a rate for Coach Dixon at Dixon365 or at Coach Dixon365. John Coger at PGH John36. Mike Mataraki at Biggie Smalls69. Big Mikey Smalls. Big Mikey Smalls. There's no number. No 69. I like that. Throw that in there, though. I, I like that. 69. Look at you, bro. Your sunglasses are stupid. Yeah. Your selfies suck. I take selfies at my car. You don't car. know what you're talking what about. What is it? Your, I just shoe, got... your shoes are dumb. But wait, no. I scored seven points my whole basketball career, I was told. Six points. I Six thought. points. That's right. Six points. So, But anyway, everybody have a good week, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Doing it for the love, so now I'm doing what I want. Doing it for the love of this shit. Doing it for the love of this shit. Doing it for the love of this shit.